Rant at the Movies, a podcast where we rant about DC animated films. I'm one of your hosts and jack-of-all-trades mono, and teaching little girls to disembowel their playmates is my co-host and master of none, Kira. Useful life skill. <laughs> Disemboweling men? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not inclined to disagree. <laughs> Especially in this uh, fucking urban environment. Yes. But today we are rounding out our first three episodes with the third of the DC Trinity, and we're doing Wonder Woman. Yay, Wonder Woman! 2009's animated Wonder Woman, that is. Yeah, well, there's a dearth of Wonder Woman. Well, yeah, that's why I specified it. <laughs> not, not the um, Gal Gadot one, not the Linda Carter one, the Kerry Russell one. Yeah. Well, Wonder Woman doesn't really get a look in that much. She is now more, but yeah. she's always been a very peripheral character. Like, she's she's huge in her own right. Mm. But in terms of general kind of consciousness, she's yeah. just, she's, oh, she's just the pretty girl kind of thing. But she's not. Uh, oh, no, hell no. She's a hell of a lot more than that. But yeah, she's, she's definitely underserviced, I think. Yeah. In the comics, not so much. No, um, that's why I said Especially like, in the Justice League comics. But she in is. She's a huge TV. character. But TV portrayals of her, general things you see when that she's in, it's very like, diminished. For me, growing up, Wonder Woman was that 70s TV show. You yeah. know what I mean? Batman had, had and movies that is camp and cartoons and, and camp shows from the 60s yeah. as well with Batman. And Superman had the old films and Lois and Clark and cartoons as well. And Wonder Woman was just that show from the 70s. Yeah, they you know? never like it because especially like Superman, you had Smallville for live action. We've had mm. Gotham. Like we've had tons and tons and tons of Batman they, and Superman they stuff. They did attempt one with, what's her face? Adrian Pilecki? Yeah, uh, it didn't I go anywhere think, though. Or is it Adrienne? I'm not too I sure about how you pronounce her first name. That show did not go anywhere, though. No, unfortunately. I think um, it just... The, it, I remember it when it came out, but it was around a time when there was a lot of superhero stuff coming out because it was when the MCU was starting to really, really ramp up. Well, I, can't and there I was, thought it was... I think it was, was it closer to Smallville, I thought. They yeah, were trying they, to do the Smallville thing, but, but with Wonder Woman. People were kind of a bit iffy on the superhero thing. It wasn't as... It hadn't quite gotten to the full mania and I just think it just didn't do it. I've never actually seen it. I I'd brief. I'd actually forgotten it existed. To I, be honest, I, I can't I, even it got remember. A season it, and then was can, like I don't even remember if it got the, the full season. Two thousand and eleven. Uh, so yeah, that would have been kind of after Smallville was wrapping up. But yeah, as the MCU was starting to ramp up, and people weren't interested in these smaller characters for some reason, or just Wonder Woman just didn't do it. You were starting to get these kind of not uh, like was Arrow. I was going to say that would have been that, that would have been a, a year or so before Arrow. Yeah. So maybe if it had come two or three years later. And, and but then the Arrowverse kind of fell apart because they tried to mash it all together. We don't follow it, but I don't know that it no. fell apart. It ran for like what eight seasons of the Flash, eight seasons of Arrow, four or five of Legends of Tomorrow. So it was pretty successful. I but did this... enjoy Legends of Tomorrow, but that's just because I love Captain Cold. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that Wonder Woman went nowhere. This Wonder Woman is awesome. This is, it's an origin story, but we're not going to shit on it being an origin story because Diana's origin story is fucking awesome. I don't, I don't mind origin stories. I just don't want to see. It every time. I just don't want to see Batman and Superman origin stories. The Batman one in particular has been beaten to death. The only time I want to see it is when they're doing the fucking, the reverse one. The reverse one? The one where uh, Bruce dies. 
Oh, the the Flashpoint Paradox one. Yes. Yeah. That um, one I'm happy to see because that I love that one. But yeah, no, I don't I don't mind origin uh, stories when well A when they're done well and B when they're not done to fucking death. Yeah. And this one is both it it hasn't been done to death and it's done really, really well. Like, and Diana's origin story is super fun because she follows classical myth hero structure. Yes. Get to talk about fucking Joseph Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> No, it is. It's it. It is definitely a really, really fun one. But before we dive into it, will we go for our usual summary? Suppose. I suppose. I suppose. When thousands of years of isolation are shattered by the appearance of an Air Force pilot, Queen Hippolyta of the Amazons must decide what to do with him. After the Queen's daughter Diana proves she is worthy to return the pilot to the outside world, she learns that Ares has escaped, and now she must enlist the help of a man to stop the god of war. Yeah, dirty, dirty men. Dirty men. Dirty this Steve. Opens ridiculously. The opening to this is so much fun. Battlefield. And bodies everywhere. There's like, like Yeah, and there's no fucking sugarcoating it. Somebody gets their horse rolls over them and they just lie there. And you're like, oh yeah, they crush. There's there's a good bit of beheading. There there's, is there's much not, beheading in this. Not much in the way of blood. Whereas But there are limbs flying <laughs> around. Doomsday had more blood, but the violence wasn't as this, yeah, it was, Whereas it's this Amazon. Doesn't ha- it doesn't have the blood, but there are limbs going everywhere. So if you had blood with it, it would make it super gory. Yeah, because it's Amazons fighting the forces of Ares. So it's all these like mythical beasts and you've got minotaurs and people with like fucking snakes coming out of their face. Yeah. Flying shit. Looks fun. Yeah, no, it's a pretty good battle scene. And in the middle of it all, fucking Waterface is sitting there praying. Oh, Alexa. Alexa. Alexa and the whole... Uh, I, She's Artemis' sister, isn't she? Yeah, it's it's not 100% clear because they all refer to each other as sisters yeah. in general. But yeah, I think they are supposed to be they have actual They're sisters. sisters, yeah. Artemis is fucking kick-ass. I love Artemis. Uh, that's Rosario Dawson. She's so fun in this. Yeah, because sticking with the trend of excellent voice casting, this was once again Andrea Romano yeah. and the cast. And this is really good because, as we've just said, it's... Rosario Dawson as Artemis, it's Carrie Russell as Wonder Woman, and it's Nathan Fillion as, as Steve. Steve. I can't remember who Hippolyta is. Everybody's really good. Yeah. With maybe, maybe with the exception of Hera. I, I'm sorry, the Hera the... Zeus bitch out is <laughs> so, so funny. funny. Because you know, you're like, oh, Zeus done fucked up again. Zeus got horny and did something. Well, Zeus appears and is like, yo, don't kill Harry. Uh, don't kill Ares. Because I need him, even though you've just beheaded his son, his mighty mullety son. Yeah. The mullets are mighty in this and they get Ares's mullet by the end of it. His <laughs> oh, super- Ares, Ares is Alfred Molina. Yeah. His super massive superpower mullet that's yeah. like a carpet hanging off the back of his head. <laughs> but yeah, no, when Zeus appears and he's all angry. He's like, you can't like, kill don't, Ares because he's Ares my son. Well, it's, yeah, and he's like, one of the like proper gods of Olympus. Yeah. And then Hera shows up and is like, ah, oh, don't don't mind him too much. He's a stubborn fool. And Zeus just goes, and disappears. No, the light just withdraws. Yeah. There's a moment there when Hera appears because Zeus is all like it, there was like a lightning crack or something and it's like everything stopped and he's like nah yeah and you're like oh shit and then Hera appears and you're like oh no because the last place you ever want to be is between Zeus and Hera when they're having a fucking squabble um yeah but at least Hera's <laughs> on her side yeah 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 that's that's kind of the only advantage you've got but but just to the to Hera's voice acting I just she doesn't Zeus sounds like a Zeus Hera sounds like Hera sounded a little bit too warm and motherly for my liking because Hera to me is always very cold. No, it was because she's just so sick of his it shit. Was like, you know, on the island. Yes. The the voice of the woman who does the lottery. She's like, you get to go to the island. Yeah, she that's does. what Hera said. Although she gives them an island. Yeah. So. 
she does have a bit of a Siri turn left now kind yeah, of it's tone just, to it. It's less benevolent God and more like patiently lilting. giving instructions. Yeah, but like computerized voice. I like, actually know that woman's name and I've completely forgotten it. The woman who does the Siri voice, she's Australian. Oh, I thought you meant the woman who does hair. No, no, no. The woman who actually does Siri, um, she's Australian. Is Australian, you would not think. Yeah. It. I only know that because somebody wanted to do it on Snatch Game on Jack Race Down Under. Oh, right. <laughs> but no, I do. I really like the, the opening because you get big old battle brutality the, but the setup of why the Amazons have I, the island because it would be very easy to just go here they are on an island here's Temescara. but there's a really interesting note when uh, Hippolyta is making her plea to Hera about everything they've lost she includes we've lost our men mm. and I was like oh hello hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't keep the men children but yeah apparently you just have blokes well yeah they had blokes but yeah. then Ares took the Amazon mm. women yeah and presumably killed the men yeah um no, oh, I and before we move on from the opening battle scene, when Ares and Hippolyta first meet, and he's like, "Oh, you seem as eager to meet me on the battlefield as you once did in the bedroom," and she <laughs> she responds with, "I pray that you're a more skillful uh, opponent in this arena or something <laughs> along those lines." It's oh like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, the scathing comments and the shriveling manhood comments. There, there are some great lines in this. Uh, not just like it you feels expect them to really come from Steve. Natural as mm. well. The way it's done. A lot of the banter between uh, Hippolyta and Artemis, in particular, mm. does just feel like two people who've known each other for a really long time, who are super comfortable with each other. It's respectfully done because she's still the queen. Yeah. But it's... Like when she's like, you shouldn't have let Diana leave. And, and she's like, like I, I could have shot her in the leg. <laughs> I don't see how we could have stopped her. It's like, well, I could have shot an arrow in her leg. Yeah. <laughs> It's that it's that camaraderie, long time friendship, long time familiarity. But you see it that as well comes across. when Hippolyta is talking about kind of feeling isolated at the very start in front of the mirror. Yeah, Artemis is the one who's who a who she's talking to, but also is the one who's the kind of more hardline element. Yeah, and when the queen touches the mirror and makes it the island shimmers. appear, she's like, "What are you doing? Are you mad?" So she is her her closest ally, but she's also her. What's the, she's the most conservative you know what I mean yeah she's like no we have to keep it safe we have to stay away from men because Artemis is a little bit bloodthirsty she does enjoy a stabby stab oh yes <laughs> <laughs> she's a little bit Pippin-esque in that well like... her line at the end when Apollo turns to her and says could you have gotten a bigger sword <laughs> no Hippolyta and she's like oh, oh this is but my oh it's like the first day of school and she's like is that why you found the biggest sword you could and she's like this is but my dagger <laughs> and it's the size of her <laughs> and she's so happy <laughs> Her get up in that, I want uh, whatever. The Wonder Woman outfit is the Wonder Woman outfit. It's the yeah. classic one in this. But Artemis's training outfit with the harem pants and the tank top just looks really fucking comfy. <laughs> I was like, ooh. And like, it makes sense. She's wearing pants, but she can move in them. They're loose. It's a hot fucking island. Yeah. Like for once, the wardrobe that they're wearing makes sense because they're all in like chitans. Chitans? Oh, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Not the, the fairy otter thing from Japan. The, the Greek outfit. They're, they're in traditional Greek clothing, we'll say. Yeah. Also, they, they constructed them buildings super fast. Amazons? Yeah. <laughs> Amazons. But the... What was I... Oh, no. Just the... the, the yeah. Some of the writing and some of the... the not even quips. Like, just... Observations. It, yeah. It, it's really well... Really well written. And really well paced as well. Yeah. It has... You got... Intro set up, this is how they got the island. You get Diana being made out of clay. 
because she's a dreidel. I really like that as well. That's that the was way the, that's done on the beach. That was the Greek and uh, Greek and Roman mythology nerd in me coming out. Because oh, because she the, digs the trench and digs the trench. starts squealing. Well, it, it it's it's part Odysseus's or travels to the underworld. It's part Prometheus making mankind. It's um, kind of a secondary because you do get the twofold birth in the hero myth. Mm. But she's also made so it's it's birth through a supernatural or preternatural pretenses. So it, it checks that box too because she's literally made by the gods. Yeah, yeah, and in I I think in the new fifty two continuity they retcon that and have it that that's just a story that Hippolyta told her and she's actually a daughter of Zeus. Like they full on got it on, but I kind of prefer. So they her. they elevated her up to a demigod instead of a semigod. Um, well, she still she still kind of is a demigod in this because yeah, she's been bestowed yeah, she's by been, virtue of being made by, by made and yeah she was made by Zeus in that sense um, as opposed to a union with Apollo. so she still does she's still way more powerful than the rest of the Amazons yeah but that becomes evident later on in mm. except for when she has a fist fight with Steve and doesn't immediately like send him flying I'm across the sure island she knows how to pull her punches <laughs> Because you get that when she's sparring with Artemis and Artemis beats her and she's like, Artemis is like, oh, well, if you weren't the queen's daughter. <laughs> the Artemis has to pull hers. So. Yeah, but and that's when Diana's a cocky little shit. Oh, she's like, oh, yeah. I prayed to Apollo to give you a winning strategy. Ah, now, in fairness, dirty tactics, she went for a hair pull. <laughs> it was. but I mean, It was like, noble fight, honourable fight. You know, they're obeying all the rules of civility. No, now she's got you by the hair and in the dirt. But... Even even with that little fight, that's our kind of first introduction to Diana as not a clay baby. Yeah, because it's like, here's a kid, the and only it, kid that's on the island that, you know, because she says that when she goes to New York, she's like, I've never seen children. It's like, yeah, because you were the only one. Yeah, but you get, so you've got your opening, then you've got Temescara and Diana being made slash born. And then it cuts to this scene with the fight. And then there's like a scene or two of Diana being kind of wanting to explore and saying that she kind of wants to go out. Yeah. And then Steve appears, basically. Well, no, you... Um, no, oh, it she is. gets introduced to Ares. Yeah, it's like... Because she's, like, she's like, why can't I go away? And why can't I go see the world? And Hippolyta's like, well, this is why. Takes him down to where he's being held. And you're one... Who Persephone. Fe- Persephone, who fell on the battlefield. She lost her eye. Yeah. She's on guard duty for some reason. She just seems to be permanently on, on guard, guard duty. duty. And there's Ares in his little squalid cell, still being all like, ha I will eat your souls. <laughs> Uh, Alfred Molina is really good in this. Yeah, he 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 has fun with the role. I always feel like he's trying to sell the idea of being a bad guy and not embracing being a bad guy. I think he that's has, more the script than he him. has a touch of smarmy car secondhand car salesman. About him. <laughs> he like does. he he's he's this close to saying a car is like making love to a beautiful woman he's he's definitely smarmy but I think he, he's supposed to be I like the smarmy aspect he's of it he's cocky what I don't like is I don't think they sell he's supposed to be a master manipulator and I don't think well, they like, sell well like you think that. he's the god, god of war so yeah you think he'd be like a strategist and this would all be he'd be like incredibly intelligent and sharp and best his whole idea is to stir thing is stirring up contempt and mm. You know, so you think it would be like little whispers and jabs and dags. But no, he's very much, here's a brick to the face. Although, although thinking about it, I was, I ha- it had annoyed me a little because I was like, he keeps talking about being this master manipulator. And he's like, oh, I manipulated you, Persephone, and I'm going to manipulate Hades. And it's like, you're not really selling it. Like, you yeah. know. But then 
of course I thought about it and it's a story based on Greek myth hubris and it's his hubris yeah. he thinks he's a master manipulator in fact he doesn't manipulate Hades and while he does manipulate Persephone and I don't mean this to sound um, like reductive but she's probably the easiest target on the island to manipulate She's the one who says, and rightly to the Queen at the end, that they were denied family and love, love and, and family. Children. And she was stationed next to the, the only, only man dude. on the island for thousands of years. Yeah. You can hardly blame her for falling in love. And Hippolyta got what she wanted because she but, got to have a child. But she he, got a child to care for and none no, of the rest but, of them got it. But the point I'm making about Ares is, is he didn't really have to do much no. to manipulate her. And no. he absolutely doesn't in any way manipulate Hades. It's Hades who manipulates him, as it turns out. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, he thinks he's a master manipulator, but it's just his hubris. So no, actually not a bad thing a very good thing <laughs> sorry yeah well you do get when diana's talking about hubris when they're in the bar then mm. it's like oh and it's his hubris that brought him down yeah but yeah we were talking about pacing <laughs> we we don't do pacing well we talk about films that do pacing well but yeah you get that intro to aries and then Diana's kind of like, well, I'm going to just go and explore the island like I always do. Yeah, because I'm and, bored and I'm off. So and that's yeah. when you get Steve's dogfight in the Mediterranean. Um, who are the US engaging with Com- over the Mad? Yeah, yeah. Who are they Who are they fighting also, over the Aegean Sea? Just, just in general in this whole thing, geography. Yes. Geography doesn't work in this. I have never been I to think- Washington, D.C., but I'm pretty sure that that's not what it looks like. I and, and bits. I don't think there's a beach where you can pull up that many giant oh, refle- wooden I, ships. I know one thing. I know there was a big fucking reflecting pool between the Lincoln Memorial and the Washington Monument. Well, yeah, they show it. I've seen it, but it's missing in parts of it. <laughs> and I don't think there's a giant uh, forest. Giant stone John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a giant forest next yeah. to it either. But yeah, geography. Um, yeah, it doesn't exist in this. And yeah, they, they get back and forth between... I mean, I know it's an invisible jet, but they get back and How forth between Temescara and... it's his jet? Look, the jet's not explained. <laughs> they just Steve crashes his jet, and then when they go to leave the island, there is an invisible jet. I don't know if it's the same jet. I don't know if it's a new jet, because we see Diana flying it the first time. Yeah, and I was like, how the fuck can she know how to fly that? There's no bit of Steve teaching her how to fly the jet it's just just go with it there's yeah. an invisible jet now okay <laughs> but yeah you get Steve crash lands it's hilarious because uh, the first thing he comes across it is all the other Amazonians having a bath yes which is more nods to satyrs being pervy uh, no, there's there's one oh, in there's, Ovid's Metamorphosis in particular. I can't remember the name of it. Is that the one um, where he's hunted? They they turn into deers and are hunted down by dogs. Yeah, he accidentally That's sees the Pleiades. No, oh. uh, I can't remember who, but he accidentally sees. Oh, one of her handmaids. Diana. I'm pretty sure it's Diana, or maybe it's just some nymphs uh, bathing. Like he sees the Amazons. Yeah. And then he gets caught and turned into a stag and then gets ripped apart by, by his, his, own, own, dogs. his own hunting dogs. Yes. Uh, it doesn't happen to Steve. He yeah. just gets chased and caught. Diana is Artemis as well, isn't she? It's the same goddess. Because uh, Greek and Roman is the yes, same thing. Yes and no. It's one of those mostly? ones that's... Mostly? Mostly, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not a straight translation like your, your Zeus to Jupiter or, or Juno to Hera kind of thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll skirt over it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you get that. And I always love that because he's like, oh, yeah. And then it's like, this can't end well. And immediately spear into tree. Yeah. This is too good to be true. True. Uh, yes. It is. And there's Artemis being like, you. Uh, and then cue much running. But that's all in, like, say, the first what, 20, 25 minutes. Probably yeah. by about a half an hour in, all that's happened. He's trusted. He gets all, captured. He's being then, interrogated. 
and then they have the competition to send them back. So by kind of a half an hour, you've got all your setup, and then it's off to the outer world. Steve being interrogated because it's that you get the the lasso of truth being introduced. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, and everything he has to do with that, and then them making him explain what crap means because they don't understand that idiom. Now there, and looking disgusted. There, I have my. I was going to say my second issue, but my first issue wasn't a non-issue so my first issue is when he says the crap thing I like that and they make him explain it mm. but then like two seconds later he says god your daughter's got a nice rack and none of them question rack I think they got the kind of gist of it from him in fairness <laughs> or maybe they just don't want it further explained yeah they're because like, they already look disgusted at him when he has to explain what crap means they're all like oh Jesus and Hippolyta's like see what I mean that uh, also Steve's expression the whole way through the, the trials that are going on he's just standing there looking fucking terrified <laughs> and like kind of dancing around and being like oh Jesus Christ well, apart from asking Artemis what Diana's deal is. Yeah, um, and she's like, she's the Queen's daughter and I will fucking castrate yeah, you. Yeah, her deal is I will personally castrate you if we come within five feet of her. With a spoon. Why with a spoon? Because it'll hurt more. <laughs> What's the mirror for? So you can watch. <laughs> but yeah, no, all that, I, I really, I think it's the start of the film. It's not that it's weaker in the second half or anything. I just, I love all the, the setup and all the stuff mm. on Themyscira. I like I do because you get to go back to Themyscira a couple of times through later films, mm. and I always enjoy Themyscira. Yeah, you get to see it in. I really like it in Superman Batman Apocalypse when Kara is getting trained there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which it, one is it where they have the big siege on the beach and they have to tell Super? They finally somebody like finds out that they're all clones, so they're not technically oh, the alive. The so Superman so Superman's like, oh, just laser the shit out of them all, and it's that's just like wall the of death because yeah. that's Dark, yeah. uh, that's Dark Side that's sends. Yeah sends them all that's, to get Kara from Themyscira I just there's something about Themyscira that it's just kind of very peaceful even when like shit's blowing up mm. it just seems like somewhere you want to go for like a two week holiday well I mean it is supposed to be an island paradise yeah so it fits the bill yeah <laughs> But you get to see the big arena and everything they train in and chariot racing and they're all that just basically how skilled all the Amazonians are. Mm. I, I do quite like the stuff when they first get to New York and Diana is like... Oh, in the park with the kids? It, well, in the park with the kids and then the stuff with Etta and just the drinking and just her analysing everything around her. Yeah. But just taking it in and being like, okay, so... But she's also processing it. It's not she's not completely overcome with this childlike glee of being in a new place mm. and seeing all these new things. She's also taking a step back and, and observing. Yeah. Because the with Edda, when Edda's like, Oh, Stevie, will you come and move my desk? And she's just like, What's wrong? She yeah, straight you? up asks her, Edda, is there something wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, she's just like, What's wrong with you? Like you appear to be fit and strong and healthy. Why can't you pick up a pen? Mm. And she's like, mm-hmm. And then but it's after that then that that Diana has her bit where she's like your girls are brainwashed from youth to think that they can't compete with the boys and then are have to taught to trade on their femininity, femininity as as adults and she's just like yeah she's kind of got everybody's number pretty quick yeah and then when they get mugged and, and then Steve capping it all off by trying to make out with her and face planting into the stool yeah and then she's like, thank you for like basically confirming everything my mom said. And she told me you're trying to seduce me because you tried to get me drunk. And, and how dare you think you could out drink an Amazon? Yeah, it was a pretty poor. He should have realized by about shot three or four as a tequila where she was perfectly fine. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, because like it was tequila. <laughs> if you're going to try and get somebody drunk. 
maybe not an ancient Greek or an ancient Roman who drinks like liters of wine a day. Yeah. <laughs> just throughout the course. With not the, to get drunk, just throughout the course of their day. metabolism is probably so fucking accelerated that they actually can't get drunk. Yeah, and I mean, he might not know that she's some kind of god or whatever, but again, she's still ancient Greek. Like, while he was there, there must yeah. have been a lot of wine. Like, Tequila's yeah. not going to do much to her. No. <laughs> Oh, sidebar there as well, because wine came as a concentrate, it would be watered down to your own preferable strength. But I'm pretty sure they were just like chomping on concentrate bars. Oh, they're still drinking a lot of... It was the safer thing to drink. That's why beers generally or uh, breweries were one of the first buildings constructed. Um, yeah, we got good at making booze pretty early on. Yeah, but it was a safe way to purify water to make it for consumption. Yeah. But yeah, don't try and outdrink an Amazon. No. And she tells him he's a lightweight. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she does. And then proceeds to make a mockery of him in the alleyway. Where, uh, when she tells the, the, the muggers, I want an apology for contributing to my current disillusionment with men in general. Yeah. See, at that point, if a woman ever says that to you, just leave. No, it's the... It's, don't, don't, don't try and argue with her. Just leave. No, it's the follow up when Steve's like, you know, maybe somebody will get hurt. She's like, maybe I want somebody to get hurt. Yeah. Now, if you haven't left at that point, that is the point when you absolutely must get out of there. Or when, after after she dispatches them and Demos shows up. And Steve's like, oh, I can get this. No, when she kicks off the shoes before fighting them. Yeah, but- Steve's just getting choked out. She's like, hang on, put she on just- the tiara, kick yeah, off the she- high heels. Yeah, just kicks them to the side and then goes for it. Poor Demos, he didn't deserve it. He, he, he gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> and and, then, and he once again highlights my whole you should be immune to your own venom uh, well no I that I think is supposed to be a Ares controlled him and made yeah, him like bite himself and or a suicide thing because he was like no poof yeah because they're not superpowers they're magical mythological creatures so yeah that's how I defeat your argument there. I would have liked to have seen Phobos show up to be like, well, you killed my brother was, and my other half-brother. Yeah, it was weird to include Demos and Trax at the start yeah. and having whatever it was. Trax being killed was, was good. It is nice to see Hippolyta when at the very start when Ares is like, oh, but you gave me a son and isn't he amazing? And Hippolyta immediately jumps on her horse and is like, I gotta go kill him. Yeah, and he's like, no, but he's your flesh too. And she's like, yeah, well, I brought him into this world. I can take him out of it. But, but yeah, it's odd that they have Trash the and then Demos and don't have Phobos show up. Anyway. Yeah. But, meh. Yeah, I thought Phobos at least would be at the bit at the end and be like, you killed my brother, like to take his own revenge aid on Diana as um, well, considering Ares is all hard. He's like, I'll, I'll return your mother's favour. Well, maybe that was it. They just didn't want to have Ooh. anything in between. Sidebar, we forgot when he's breaking out and... Persephone runs through fucking what's her name with the books Tina Tina she's supposed to be taking Diana yes yeah that's they're uh, going to take kind of picked was, up on they were that. supposed to take Diana because it's part Di- of Diana the- Persephone suggests Diana come and do guard duty instead of taking part in the yeah ceremony or the competition and because they're like oh you're no you know your ma won't let you and Athena covers for her and lets her go to the competition and Persephone breaks What's his face? Breaks Ares out yeah. and kills Athena. And we were watching it going, oh, wait a second. Shit, was that supposed to be Diana? And then it was like, oh, yeah, of course he'd take it would make sense, his yeah. daughter. It would make sense. And he needs a sacrifice to get through to Hades. So it's, you know, double whammy. Which, that sacrifice, we were both. 
Oh, did not. I was like, so oh yeah, Persephone. Door to the underworld. Need and to I sacrifice. Have, I have an Amazon called Persephone. Yeah. Who won't be door able to, to resist. Door to Hades. Yeah. Door to Hades. Persephone. Persephone. Hades. Persephone. Not a Demeter is, in sight. She is so getting sacrificed right yeah. now. And he even he turns to her and he's like, I have one more thing to request of you, my love. Oh, you're And she's dead. like, uh, what? And he's like, you're a dagger. And you're like, oh, it's definitely coming. And then, then you just kill one of the random fucking yeah. cult dudes. And, and then nothing like, even happens to her when they go down and then, to Hades. Yeah, then they go down to Hades and Cerberus is standing there, uh, standing guard and he's all growly. And she's like, oh, I'm just going to stay here and then. She's a bit worried and he's like, ah, oh, you can just stay here. <laughs> And it's like uh, Persephone, but Hades, Persephone. I really, Hades. I really thought that was where that was going. Really, no. Nope. And in the end, she just gets killed by Hippolyta. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I do like that she has that line about my. So- I'm sorry, my queen. I did not mean to fall in love. Yeah, and uh, well, more the thing about and it's real families. Dead. Yeah, no, that um, that uh, you did not. You were happy, but we. It's, yeah, it's and nice both. that she got that, but honestly, I was so expecting Persephone to to get oh, sacrificed yeah. to Hades. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hades is fun. Hades is weird. He is he, weird he, looking, he but I like it. He off-putting at the start. Yeah. I think that's kind of the point that you're a bit like, Ugh. he's just one of these people who look, he just looks like he'd be sticky. Mm, but the addition of having uh And he's Ares got the, the is, little like spit curls and everything that just make him look like greasy. But having Ares' son as the... His slave. Yeah, as the shade who's his slave and forcing him to serve Ares. Oh, yeah. Nice Oh, you know touch. he did that on purpose. Oh, gotcha. Because Hades is a master manipulator. Uh, yes, yeah, he got, is the manipulator. Hades got what he wanted, and he cherished his family. <laughs> Speaking of Hades, the bit later when Wonder Woman and Ares are having their big fight, and he's putting the smack down on her, and he's like, I'm as strong as Hercules, as fast as Hermes, and now I have the power of Hades. He's like, I am all the H-gods. Yeah, <laughs> well done. But you're Ares. You should be stronger than all of them. Like, why are you comparing yourself to the other gods? Yeah, well, uh, well, that's. The, I was like, Hercules is a demigod. He is a demigod, but he is He's immeasurably like, strong. It, yeah. yeah, like actual strength. Strength. He's the strongest. And that's Hermes' his... speed comes from his special little wing sandals. Yeah, that like assist him. So he's you're only as strong as Hermes' sandals, dude. Uh, but it's should be Heracles as well rather than Hercules yeah he's yeah mind you he speaks Latin when he's opening the Instead door to the underworld well he speaks Latin a couple of times which is a bit weird but well we'll, we'll, let, we'll let it slide there's enough fun <laughs> other Greek mythology in there that I'm just like eh but let whatever. the Latin go I'd say it was probably a choice that if they actually used ancient Greek people would have been like what the fuck is that or they might have actually unlocked a door to the underworld <laughs> we found this incantation <laughs> We used this real incantation we found and opened an actual door to the underworld. Hey, at this point, what else could go wrong? <laughs> the big old fight scene at the end is a... It's not anticlimactic, but it's a bit... It draggy. It's a bit messy. It's a bit draggy. Uh, my main issue with it is the background where there's just like dragons and shit just floating. Yeah. They're, and it's they're like, not doing anything until you get up do, close to them. They're just there. I love the super paranoid president in his bunker. Somebody has to pay. Yeah. Um, and they're like yeah they're like literally like oh yeah there's monsters on our front lawn and we didn't know where they came from I'm like your front lawn has a Lincoln head on it now (laughs) pretty sure that's not that close to that again Um, geography yeah and then when they're smashing the shit out of the White House it's quite fun (laughs) and then they're like oh and here's both of the Amazonians where you get that great line with Artemis 
who's like, first day of school, charge. Yeah. And it's like, wow, there's way more of them than there appear to be on that it island. Is, Plus, you've got flying fucking horses. Where'd you get them from? It's just a bit of a messy fight, I think. Although, I no, no, no. Sorry, speaking of flying things, the thing that Artemis or Persephone runs off to hop onto that looks like a further evolution of the cute, stuffy dog that comes out of the wardrobe in evolution. Oh, yeah. It looks like just the next evolution of that. It's like a fat dog Mendoza had wings. <laughs> No, I think my favourite thing of all about the final fight, though, is when Ares gets killed and all of his forces and giant monsters just basically shrug and just turn around and yeah, walk into I the forest. Leave. They're like, oh, well, uh. The Amazon bees are kind of fun as well. I did enjoy that. The way they're animated is really interesting. Particularly when what you see... She runs one... her through with the sword and then she headbutts her. Yeah, no, but when she dies and then gets Re-animates. back up and pulls the sword out of her and just starts attacking yeah. the rest of them. And some there of them are, are kind of like manky, but I do like the, the whole Artemis fucking what's-her-face fight scene. Oh, Artemis Alexa. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. It's because you're cutting between Artemis and Alexa... Having a moment. The president, Diana and Ares and Steve taking forever to chase down that nuke yeah because he's like right behind the nuke when they're leaving Washington and then as they're arriving at Temescara he's like I've got one shot to get this it's like you had the whole Atlantic Ocean to, to get, get this, this Steve we've actually barely talked about Steve yeah well in this like Steve is just kind of a vehicle for explaining the world to her to her he is fun in his own right and he you can see that he's like absolutely infatuated with mm. her from the start um, but you don't get much of Steve's story or anything like that apart from the fact that he's a serial womanizer and that is kind of his whole focus at this point in time yeah he's it is it's very he's like oh don't think I don't have an experience running away from women yeah they very much play up that aspect of it uh, I don't mind it it's just it's a bit too much I think uh, he's very much the comic relief in this because mm. Diana is incredibly serious yeah and uh, like there are some great bits with it it's just they push it a little bit too far I think at he points. mellows out in later ones but for mm. the first, I also as well he's just met them and he's like monsters demons oh my <laughs> True. I do like the fact that he gets slapped a lot he does get slapped a lot <laughs> you <laughs> Amazonian dragon lady <laughs> Also, that's not a harpy. No, that's not a harpy. That is not a harpy. No. If they just put a beak on it, I would have been like, cool. A beak that's... or some boobs. Well, I, I was like, they obviously can't have the boobs, but like a beak and yeah, I'd have been like harpy. That's well, not a harpy. That's a gargoyle. Well, we're just assuming that's a harpy because he said something that sounded like, like harpy. But yeah. <laughs> it makes sense because the harpies drag women or drag people to the underworld for... Um, uh, well, no, they, they, they harass they... And, and, and harangue people who have normally done something wrong towards family members or women yeah. in their family. So having one attack Wonder Woman, maybe not yeah. fit. But again, I'm not going to hold them to like be like, ah, oh, you can't be... That's not what happens. That's not what happens mythology. with a harpy. That's not what a harpy does. They have so many other good nods in yeah. there. But that ain't a harpy. No, that's not a harpy. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other things that we particularly loved about it? I love her indestructible dress. That dress gets, gets through quite a bit before Demos... Gets through like 90% of the fight of Demos. And then, then Demos... No, she tears, tears it off and uses it to yeah. slam him into the ground. Yeah. I have a thing for indestructible clothing. Yeah. Because uh, Metallo's pants are my all-time favourite for indestructible we'll, clothing. We'll get to Metallo's pants eventually, don't uh, worry. No, it's actually... It was really weird because she's in normal clothes for the majority of it. Yeah, she's not in the costume. Because there's a comment at the start when they arrive in New York where he's like, let's get you into something else before I get arrested for solicitation. <laughs> you know, Steve, Steve does have some good lines. And he that does. completely smooths over the fact that then for the rest of the time she's in like just normal wear. Yeah. 
Oh, I really like when Ares gets his head chopped off, or rather just before Ares. Daddy! <laughs> yeah, he calls out for Daddy. Zeus! Zeus! And it really is Daddy! Yeah. But my dad owns a dealership. <laughs> you saved me before, save me again. My daddy's a lawyer. Do you know uh, who no. I am? And then, yeah, you see Hades getting the set. Yeah, and Hades is like, excellent. Delicious. But, yeah, no, overall, I... Uh, I Hades d- is a touch of hedonism, but... Oh yeah, yeah. You, you can totally see him being like, oh, oh, like, yeah. He's supposed to be all decadent and, and yeah. No, I like. I would love to see more of Hades, just because he looks like he's got some sort of fucking master scheme going on. Yeah, a little bit more of Hades would have been fun because these are these are all short films. And they, they are actually quite short, particularly the first few of the DC animated films. They start to get a little bit longer. They but do very few of them make pass. up for it though, but because a lot of them have interviews behind the scenes special features on this one has two documentaries oh there's two great documentaries on this about, one yeah. about Wonder Woman and about the creator and, and everything I can't remember his name uh, William Martin Marston Moulton yeah Moulton Marston the, the documentary is two like 25 minute documentaries on the special edition DVD of, one, of this animated Wonder Woman and they are they're really really interesting really really cool but as for the film itself and its length, I don't mind them being short. When they start to add in the few extra minutes, I think it does make a difference. Yeah, just to give a little bit of explanation for some things. Because some of them do tend to wrap up quite quickly. Mm. It's like, oh, the big threat's gone and it's all back to normal. Yeah. This one's not too bad. And you, you, you get you're kind nice... of like, what happened to this, this and this? So sometimes you need a little bit of a roundup. They wrap this one up really nicely, actually, because you have... After Ares gets killed and the bad guys fade into the trees, Steve returns and they have their kiss. Yeah, in you the see, pool. You see Hades in the underworld getting his set. Then you cut back to Themyscira and see kind of all is well there, except Diana's a little bit upset and missing Steve in the outside world. Oh, and Artemis is trying to read a book. Yeah, Artemis is trying to read a book and Hippolyta decides to, to open things back up and you then get to see Diana in New York with Steve. Yeah. Having gone shopping and stopping a bank robbery. <laughs> yeah, how did they not notice? Because it's literally like across the road. <laughs> yeah, they're just like walking along and it's not until like Cheetah bursts out of the oh, bank no, that they I think notice. the siren goes past and they're like, oh, look at that. And they literally just pan and there's like side, like <laughs> yeah. lights and everything and then out comes Cheetah. But yeah, no, it, well, the addition of Cheetah is nice. But yeah, you do get a nice kind of... I always felt like she was such this. a weird main villain. Yeah, I don't know why they went with Cheetah. I don't, I don't know an awful lot of... Yeah. Wonder Woman's villains, to be honest with you. But I'm like, with Cheetah, I'm like, there's something personal going on there. Well, it is her main one. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll have to what find out before she... yeah, before we do our next Wonder Woman one. Yeah, because Cheetah's always like, because Cheetah just seems to be like a Catwoman bank robber style thing, who yeah. just is like, I'm having you. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the general gist that I get off Cheetah, is she's like, you. She's just irrational, like... Well, fuck you she like, <laughs> does show up in quite a few of these animated ones yeah um, so but that's the thing it's like from across all of those it just seems to be like she's just is like Wonder she just Woman. has a thing for Wonder Woman yeah she's just like fuck you you cut me off in traffic you bitch like, <laughs> and I, I have I hold grudges but so many of the DC villains are just yeah. you I have decided I hate and or love you oh they're all syndrome well they're Lex Joker yeah. And I, well, I suppose it would make sense that that she has her her own yeah. version of Lex or Joker in somebody who's just obsessed with them. Yeah, <laughs> Susie Stalker fan. <laughs> yeah, but are there any things we didn't like about it? No, this one, this there's nothing really amazingly off putting in this. 
You know, geography is silly. The geography <laughs> is just like, oh, oh, okay. Right, we're just doing this then. Yeah. And yeah, again, the flying shit in the background. But the rest of it, I really, really enjoyed. The Amazon, any of the massive fight scenes are fun because they're done really, really well. They're not like when you normally see them, especially in animation where the background images are just static. Mm. Even though this is just like moving undulation, you get I, the, the scale. I think maybe that was part of the problem I have thinking that the one at the end is messy is because that opening battle is done animated so well. Yeah. The opening sequence actually, um, if the Zack Snyder Justice League, the Amazonians doing the horse chase transfer queue, yeah. that whole bit, but in the Zack Snyder one, mm. that's what this reminds, that fight scene at the start of this reminds me of, that it's very clean, it's very polished, you can mm. see them moving as one, that horse that comes down and rolls over her yeah. is immediately taken and ridden off by another one. Yeah. You know, there's the transference and them working together. Yeah, no, it, it it's that opening uh, battle scene I think it is it's, it's yeah. definitely the strongest fight scene I think in the whole the film. end one well the end one the focus is supposed to be on the individual battles that are going on mm. within it and then you've got Super Saiyan fucking Ares <laughs> growing his giant horns and his massive massive mother <laughs> and looking like an Omi yeah no I don't think there's much that I dislike about this either it's it is paced really well it's written really well the voice casting as ever is done really well it's quite it's not like hilarious or anything but there's, no, there's enough more, levity it in it it is more serious Diana is is a serious character mm. she no. has her moments of levity but when they come but she's she's very much the voice of reason mm. and she's always the very calm voice especially within the Justice League dynamic yeah she tends to be the very reasonable calm person mm. and you kind of can see that in this that she's she taken never, in she never all sides rashly. No, she takes in all sides and she thinks about it. Mm. No, I do. I think they get they get her character across really well in this. For again, especially for their first attempt at an animated Wonder Woman film. Yeah, it's one of my maybe not one of my favorites, but it's definitely one of the ones I prefer of the year of the early animated films. Yeah, and well worth a watch if you haven't seen it. The thing I like the most about it is that when you, they do go back to Themyscira in later ones, or you get to meet because sometimes you do get the Amazon showing up randomly. Mm. I'm always happy to see Artemis. Because I, I enjoyed yeah. Artemis so much in this. Yeah, and Artemis is, is one of her like supporting cast from the comics as well. Yeah, so she does show up on occasion. I'm always happy to see her because she's so fun in this and she's such a... She's a mentor, older sister kind of figure for Diana. Yeah. But also will challenge her. And you get that in this, that she's, she's the one who trains with her, but she's also the one who's kind of questions what she does. Mm. No, the supporting cast in this are fun as well of... Hippolyta, Alexa and Artemis on the Amazonian side mm. and I like that you do get a good bit of it because it would have been easy for them to just get all the Temescara stuff out of the way really quickly No, I, but it's a very integral part of the film yeah because it's this is where she's grown up this is where she's come from and you get to see it when she's doing her ride around the island mm. you see Amazonians out working in the fields you see them training reading studying mm. playing like all of the various things and just how skilled they are. And yeah. just how idyllic this life is. Because everybody, it's a big communal, like everybody pulls their way community. Yeah, it's a big island utopia. Yeah. But no, yeah, I like that it, it does form a good part of this first Wonder Woman film. Yeah. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Well, I mean, I think we both said it last week when we were like, yay, Wonder Woman's next. <laughs> yeah, well, it's different as well because like you could do it with Superman, but Superman grew up here. So he's grown up with the morals of that and in the world. Mm. You've got somebody who 
is a couple hundred years old, a couple of thousand, not quite a thousand. <laughs> but she's in many, many ways a child in the world. She's only seen it from observation. Yeah, or certainly she's that alien. But she's Superman. already got oh. a very set sense of right and wrong and good and bad and doing the right thing. Mm. Going into the world, which is quite different from others that have arrived and like grown up in it. Yeah. And you get a little bit with Kara because she arrives as a teenager. Mm. And they they can, it's not that they pull away from it in some of the later ones, but you do get much more of the, the warrior Wonder Woman. Yeah. In, say, the, like Justice League War. Yeah. Oh, Justice League War, she is full on, fuck you and fuck you <laughs> and fuck you and fuck you. And particularly like with Shazam, why are you trying to hit on me? You're a hero. Go and fucking fight. Like, yeah. <laughs> What kind of warrior are you? I'm a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, this is for our first Wonder Woman animated editing. This is, I really enjoy. I love this, it. Yeah, no, this made me interested in Wonder Woman because for me, like I said, it, it had been, she hadn't really been part of my childhood growing up. It had been a lot of like animated Batman, things like that. Mm. So, she always, like it was there I, a couple of our, our close friends one of our close friends is a very big Wonder Woman fan in particular and mm. I just never really got it but this made me realise I was like oh oh okay yeah yeah no there's the she's not like the the girly like because I'm in a lot of the Marvel ones the female characters are kind of just there to be pretty um, some I, do I, have some of them yeah it, I don't know you, enough a lot of them are relegated to that mm. role when they they're in films or anything like that it's just like you just stand over there wearing the again the difference in the Amazonian costumes between Wonder Woman yeah and then Justice League yeah you know the those costumes fantastic worked actual armour made sense <laughs> Justice League upskirt yep Um, (laughs) Yep. you know that that was kind of always the the feeling that I got from it because so many of the female characters are Mm. relegated to just being like yeah stand over in the corner and look pretty but she's a dominant character Mm. no it was nice and and that it was their fourth one it was nice that they got that Wonder Woman in good and early they had obviously had a Justice League one in already yeah um, well, does that really count because that's like 1950s just <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and we haven't done it yet. So no. we started with Superman, Batman, and then Wonder Woman. And next week we're sticking with Justice League and it's Green Lantern First Flight. Yay! So looking forward to that one as well. Uh, another origin story, kind of, but they get the origin part of it out of the way very early on, if mm. I recall. Yeah, it's kind of a one and done. Yeah, it's the, like, here he, he is, he gets the ring, and now he's off on an adventure. Yeah, well, he doesn't really have a choice, because it's like, here's the ring, and then the ring takes you. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, we will be back next week with Green Lantern First Flight. Thank you for joining us today, guys. And if you want, you can head back and listen to some of our previous episodes, or our other podcast, Mono Rants the Boys. Or if you want, you can come and chat with us on Twitter, at Rants Mono, on Instagram, at Mono Rants underscore the underscore boys. Or you can send your own rants to Mono Rants Podcast at gmail.com. We'll catch y'all next week. Bye bye. We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are Mono Rats. We are One Accord Level 2 Podcast. This is Jesse from Sudden But Inevitable and Open Pike Night. This is Sci Fi.